Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales for curious and adventurous children. Princess Isabel and her best friends, Harriet the Hare and Ulrich the Unicorn, are staying over at their friend's castle. But when they wake up, there is something very wrong with the porridge. Will they be able to save the kingdom from the terrible porridge? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Porridge King Princess Isabel woke up, and as the light hit her eyes, she was confused. Where was she? This wasn't her bed. It was bigger and a little harder. This wasn't her room. The light was falling in a different way. The air felt different. And then she remembered. She had slept over at Prince Hamish and Princess Bonnie's castle after arriving late, and today they were going to go and have some adventures. She sprang out of bed, quickly found some warm adventure clothes in her suitcase, and went out into the corridor to find the stairs. She looked into a few rooms before she found the breakfast room, which had windows around most of the walls and was filled with light. The room was filled with light, but the table was filled with porridge. Hot, steaming bowls of delicious-looking porridge. Prince Hamish and Princess Bonnie were there tucking in, and their parents, King Harold and Queen Bridget, were there too. Sit down, Princess Isabel. Have some porridge, the Queen said kindly. I hope you slept well. Uh, good morning, I, I did, thank you. Princess Isabel smiled politely and sat down next to Prince Hamish. I love porridge. King Harold made a strange little sound and Queen Bridget sighed. Oh, don't mind him, dear. You help yourself. Princess Isabel took a big ladle full of porridge and lifted it to her mouth. But when she tasted it, she got a shock. It tasted very, very different from the porridge she was used to. She looked up and Princess Bonnie was staring at her. We always have porridge with salt, she said with a grin. I could ask for some with honey if you like. Princess Isabel swallowed. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'll get used to it. It was just a surprise. After a couple of mouthfuls, Princess Isabel found that she was more used to it. And then she was just enjoying it. In fact, she was enjoying it so much that she didn't realise that something completely extraordinary was happening outside the windows. She didn't notice anything at all until she heard King Harold give another little groan. Then she looked up and then she stared. Outside the window it was raining very, very heavily. But it wasn't raining rain. It was raining something that looked exactly like porridge. It's back again, King Harold said gloomily. It's been raining porridge every morning for the last two weeks, Prince Hamish said to Princess Isabel quietly. Dad doesn't know what to do about it, but it's making a horrible mess all over the kingdom. I bet the horses like it. Princess Isabel said thoughtfully, and Prince Hamish nodded. Princess Isabel, though she was sad for King Harold and everyone in the kingdom, 
was starting to get a little bit excited about the mystery of it all. It's actually why I invited you here, Prince Hamish said with a small grin. I wonder if you might like to go on an adventure and see if we can sort it out. Digging her spoon into her bowl for the last spoonful of porridge, Princess Isabel grinned back. I would like absolutely nothing more. Don't think you're going without me, though, Princess Bonnie said loudly, and everyone at the table looked at her. Prince Hamish pulled a face. Take your little sister, Prince Hamish, Queen Bridget spoke commandingly, and he shrugged. Princess Isabel spoke to the king and queen now. Can you think of anything that might have made the porridge rain happen? Anything in the kingdom at all? But no one had any idea at all, so they all finished their breakfast and got ready to go. By the time they went out to the royal stables, it had stopped raining. They were all in their adventure clothes, though Princess Bonnie also wore her crown. Princess Isabel explained the situation to Ulred the unicorn and to Harriet the hare as the others saddled their horses. Both of them had noticed the porridge rain and had tasted it. Tasty, Ulred the unicorn said, and Harriet the hare nodded. Ulred was gradually learning to speak to humans. It was very, Harriet the hare agreed, some of the best I've ever tasted. When they were out of the palace grounds, the porridge rain had stopped. They waved to the loch monster as they went past. Princess Isabel looked carefully at the porridge on the ground. Is it me, she said, or does it look as though the porridge gets thicker and thicker the further northwest it goes? The others looked carefully. It wasn't very clear, but all of them agreed it was a good enough clue to set their direction. So they set off northwest, Ulred the unicorn and the horses having to travel slower than usual so as not to slip or splash too much in the oozy, slippery porridge. After they had been riding for a little while, it became very clear that Princess Isabel had been right. The porridge was getting thicker and deeper the further they went. Soon it was covering the horses' hooves, then going further and further up their legs, and then it was at their knees. Look, called Princess Bonnie, waving ahead of them. The sky was getting greyer too, and the horses moving more and more slowly. It was as though they were wading into a big bowl of porridge. Princess Isabel looked. Where Princess Bonnie was pointing, there was an enormous dark grey shape in the middle of everything else. It was very far off and it was difficult to see, but it was coming towards them and it was getting bigger and bigger. In silent agreement, they stopped where they were and waited. The shape turned into a figure. They could see an enormous head, long, thick arms and heavy, stomping legs. Then it was closer still and they could see a face and clothes. Big eyes, a lumpy nose, a big mouth, ears that stuck out the sides and indistinct grey fabric draped over its body. It came closer and closer, then finally stopped. Why have you come to disturb the porridge king in his anguish? He said. 
in a long, slow, wild voice. Princess Isabel looked at the others. Prince Hamish was clearly taken aback and Princess Bonnie looked ready to challenge the porridge king to a duel. So she thought that she had better speak up. Excuse us, your majesty, Princess Isabel said with a sort of nod, which was all she could do for a curtsy whilst on horseback. But we are on a quest on behalf of another king who is in anguish. You see, it's raining porridge every day in King Harold's kingdom. She looked at the porridge king, who scowled, so she added hastily, and although he and we do actually love porridge very much, it's not very useful for everyone to have it all over the floor. But perhaps we can help you too. Why are you um sad? The porridge king tipped back his head and gave out a long howl. Then he looked at them again, and his eyes were full of sorrow. Someone has stolen my ladle. A big tear that Princess Isabel was pretty sure was actually porridge itself rolled down his cheek. Some man or beast or boggart. I sent the porridge rain to slow them down. I need my ladle back. Princess Isabel and Prince Hamish exchanged glances. It certainly seemed a strange thing to be upset about. Prince Hamish spoke now. So if, if we can find your ladle for you and bring it back, you would stop the porridge rain? The porridge king gave two giant nods. Then we'll do it, Princess Bonnie burst in enthusiastically. Whatever we have to face, dragons or monsters or beasts or fire or... Yes, said Prince Hamish hurriedly. We will do our best to find it, your majesty. The porridge king gave them a mournful bow and then simply sat down in the porridge and began to swim away from them. Wait! Princess Isabel shouted after him. What does it look like? But he was too far away to hear. Princess Isabel gave a big sigh. What do we do next? Princess Bonnie said expectantly. I suppose we go and ask people if they've seen a giant ladle. They had passed through a village a little way before, so they went back there. The porridge on the ground was gradually starting to disperse, but still everything was covered in it. Princess Isabel found herself wishing for normal rain, which she didn't normally wish for, to wash it all off. The village was set on a hill and the porridge was running down it. At the foot of the hill, people were sweeping the ground and wiping things down. Prince Hamish dismounted and Princess Isabel could see how sorry he was for everyone that everything was covered in porridge. He spoke to a woman who was cleaning the top of her fence, then came back to the others. There's someone she thinks we should talk to, he said, climbing back onto his horse. He knows about things like this, she said. He lives in the tower at the top of the village. They rode up the steep hill. At the top was a tower reaching up into the sky in dark stone. Princess Isabel looked up and shivered slightly. The door, when they came round to it, was small 
Only Princess Bonnie would be able to go inside without stooping. They left Alred the unicorn to look after the horses, then went inside. Ahead of them was only a staircase, spiralling upwards and upwards, made of gleaming white marble. It was obviously not trodden very often. Princess Isabel stepped onto the first step and felt as if the sound reverberated all the way up the tower. She started to climb, and so did the others. It was a long way, and Princess Isabel, getting tired, was impressed that Princess Bonnie did not complain. By the time they reached the top, they were tired, but Princess Isabel stepped resolutely into the room, nevertheless. The room was absolutely packed. It wasn't untidy as such, as looking at it there was order and stacks and some neatness, but it was still completely full. There were books and maps and curious looking instruments and machines that, at another time, Princess Isabel would have liked to know some more about. And by the window there stood a man. He stood, but he was tiny, his back stooped with age. He stood not much taller than Princess Bonnie, and he stared out of the window, his back to them. I saw you coming, he said with some pride. I see most things I find, though it is hard, even for me, to see through porridge rain. He turned, and they saw his face and the smile on it. His face was very lined, but his eyes were bright, and his smile had life in it. Your Majesties. You must be Prince Hamish, yes, and the infamous Princess Bonnie in your beautiful crown. And you must be Princess Isabel. I've heard tales of you. Oh, yes, I've seen you a few times too. Princess Isabel, making a curtsy, saw a telescope in the window too. Lovely to meet you, but who are you, please? Princess Bonnie had jumped in and Princess Isabel didn't really mind. Oh, I'm only Professor McQuillan. I've been here many a year, and you're not the first to come and consult me. Oh no, not the first by a long way. I've met your father a few times, Princess. Give him my regards. I would be pleased to. Princess Bonnie spoke again and the old man smiled. He seemed to like her. But as you see, we have come with a question, and it's rather urgent. We're trying to stop the porridge rain, you see, but the porridge king won't stop until he gets his ladle back. The porridge king? Professor McQuillan raised his eyebrows, from which stray, thick hairs protruded at alarming angles. I've not seen that old beastie for a long, long while. But a ladle, Prince Hamish added quietly. A large ladle, we presume? The man frowned, then walked over to the window. He pulled out a book and started to turn the pages. The writing inside looked as wild as his eyebrows. He scanned through the pages, mumbling to himself, and then he stopped. Ah, yes, ah. He looked up at them and looked worried. If you truly want to stop the porridge rain, which is a consideration, you know, it's quite delicious. Well, I did see something. At the top of Ben Donnell, that mountain over there, there lives a giant magpie. Where he came from, I canna see. But I saw him a few weeks ago, flying with something large and shiny in his beak. Look, here. 
He showed them the page in the notebook and they all looked and nodded politely, though they could not tell what it said in the slightest. You'll have to go there if you want to get it back. Perhaps, Princess Isabel said, thinking hard, they wouldn't be able to get up the mountain today and they wanted to get this sorted as soon as possible. But she did have an idea. I wonder if we might borrow this. She stepped across the room and picked up a large mirror from where it leaned against the wall. Aye, anything you like, the old man smiled. Lots of junk in here. Thank you for this and for your help. Hopefully we will see you again when it's not raining porridge. Prince Hamish picked up the other side of the mirror. The man gave a little bow and they left and started down the stairs. They had hardly got anywhere before Princess Bonnie spoke. What's that for? And we're, are we really going to climb the mountain? I am ready. No mountain is a match for me. I'm a super adventurer and detective and hero. Give her some time to think, Bonnie, Prince Hamish said, and Princess Isabel was grateful. I don't know if this is going to work, she admitted, but magpies like shiny things, right? That's probably why this one took the ladle. So maybe if we can take a very shiny thing like this, we can lure in the magpie. Prince Hamish gave a low whistle. Oh, I suppose it's worth a try, he said. Princess Isabel balanced the mirror in front of her when they were riding again toward the mountain. Alred the unicorn wasn't hugely impressed with the arrangement, but limited his complaints to saying, oh, every now and then. By a stroke of luck, the sun had come out, and when Princess Isabel had decided they were close enough, they dismounted and set the mirror out against a tree, rocking it back and forward. It shone brightly in the sunlight. They all scanned the skies for any sign of the magpie, and it came. Oh, Princess Isabel couldn't believe how big it was. As it got closer, she guessed that with its wings open, it would be as long as Ulred the Unicorn. She gulped. Harriet the Hare stood at the front, ready to speak to the magpie, as hares, of course, can speak to all animals. The bird came into land with a swoop, sending a breeze rushing towards them. It folded its wings and it tilted its head, and Harriet the Hare began to speak, or rather chirp. Princess Isabel waited anxiously until her friend turned around. He has got the ladle and he will give it back, but he wants something in exchange. Princess Isabel let out a sigh of relief and Princess Bonnie whooped. Would he like the mirror? Prince Hamish asked and Harriet the Hare turned to tell him. The magpie moved closer to the mirror and looked at it carefully and at his reflection. He turned back to Harriet the Hare, but as he did, something else caught his attention. He was looking at Princess Bonnie's crown. He moved his head this way and that. He hopped around her as she stood, still and a little scared. And then he hopped back to Harriet the Hare. He spoke and Harriet the Hare translated, but Princess Isabel was pretty sure she knew what it was going to be. He wants Princess Bonnie's crown, Harriet the Hare said sadly. Oh, Prince Hamish said sadly, 
Never mind then. Perhaps the porridge king will get bored of the rain some day. Let's go home. Thank you, Harriet. Princess Isabel. I, I don't know what you mean, Princess Bonnie spoke in a small but brave voice. Of course we must give him my crown. She reached up to her head and took it off, then held it out to the magpie who squawked and then suddenly took off into the air. He's going to get the ladle, Harriet the hare said. They waited. No one wanted to say very much, though Prince Hamish had moved close to Princess Bonnie and put his arm around her. Eventually the bird swooped down again and put a giant ladle on the floor. Princess Isabel picked it up. It was large and heavy, but battered and old and worn very smooth. Princess Bonnie stepped bravely forward and held out the crown to the magpie who ducked his head. After a pause, she placed it on his head and then he stuck his head up proudly before flying back to the mountain once more. Thank you, Bonnie, Prince Hamish said a little gruffly. It's OK, Princess Bonnie was mounting her horse already and seemed cheerful again. All adventures have some sacrifice and I can always climb the mountain, fight the magpie and get it back. Let's find the porridge king. They rode back to where they had met the porridge king before, the ground growing sludgier as they went and eventually turning into porridge. And then, as before, the porridge king rose up before them. Have you found it? he intoned in his strange, wild voice. Princess Isabel held out the ladle and he snatched it out of her hands, cradling it to him as though it were a child or a long-lost treasure. My ladle, he said, and seemed quite overcome. Will you stop the porridge rain, please? Hamish spoke softly, and the porridge king looked at him and nodded. Then he waved his ladle in the air and suddenly and completely disappeared, porridge and all. Everything was completely back to normal. Ulred the unicorn snorted and then they all laughed and they laughed most of the way back to King Harold and Queen Bridget's castle where they told the story and where Princess Bonnie was celebrated for her great sacrifice. She looked very, very pleased. A servant came to call them all in for tea and they followed King Harold who, when he reached the door, spoke very solemnly. We thought you'd all want porridge after your great porridge adventure. Just as Prince Hamish groaned, King Harold swung open the door to reveal a banquet table covered in a feast from jam tarts to scones to crumpets with butter and many other wonderful foods. He laughed. Princess Isabel grinned. She had had quite enough porridge for now. At least until it was time for breakfast. The end. Thanks for listening. Princess Isabel is back next week when she receives a very strange letter from her grandparents. Join us for the next adventure. <laughs>